Hello everyone! Welcome back to another episode of Fantasize Me, the podcast where I take characters real or imagined, and I fantasize them as D&D characters. I'm your host, Zach Katz, and today on Fantasize Me, we are going to be turning Bugs Bunny into a D&D character. Now, you know who Bugs Bunny is. He's a uh, cartoon character. He's that guy who's all like, eh, what's up, Doc? That's him. This is the bunny with a carrot. So a sort of prototype of Bugs Bunny appeared in 1938 in the film Porky's Hare Hunt, where Porky Pig was trying to hunt a rabbit. And it looked very different from what Bugs Bunny actually ended up looking like but kind of had a similar personality. That was a prototype. And then there were just a few other cartoons with this Bugs Bunny prototype. Presto Changeo, Harem Scarum, and then he got some redesigns. So Porky's Hair Hunt was the first Warner Bros. cartoon to feature this prototype of Bugs Bunny. But then the actual proper debut that is most considered to be the first official Bugs Bunny cartoon is called A Wild Hare. That came out in 1940. And in that cartoon, Elmer Fudd is trying to hunt Bugs. Classic. And Bugs uses his catchphrase for the first time, What's up, Doc? That's so cool. 1940, he said, What's up, Doc? And it changed the world. <laughs> Bugs's second kind of full-fledged role for his more classic design was called Elmer's Pet Rabbit. And this is the first time that it actually used Bugs's name on screen. So it appeared in a title card featuring Bugs Bunny at the start of the film. In this one, his design is a little different. His voice is a little different. But then after this, it kind of went back to the normal Bugs that we all know and love. By 1942, Bugs had become the number one star of Merry Melodies, which was Warner Bros. kind of um, cartoon variety show, essentially, which was originally intended for kind of one-shot characters. But because of Bugs Bunny, some characters started to become recurring. Now, Bugs's popularity really soared during World War II. <laughs> At this time, Warner Bros. was the most profitable cartoon studio in the U.S., they kind of kept pitting their characters against the enemy, against Hitler, Mussolini, the Japanese, and it would feature Bugs Bunny at odds with these people, which was great because this made Bugs stand out as a hero, because anyone who was fighting against Hitler and the Axis powers was seen as a hero. At the end of the cartoon Super Rabbit, Bugs appears wearing a United States Marine Corps dress blue uniform, and as a result, the Marine Corps made Bugs an honorary Marine Master Sergeant. <laughs> so Bugs is a Master Sergeant, in case anyone was wondering. And Bugs also became the mascot of Kingman Army Airfield in Kingman, Arizona, which trained thousands of aerial gunners, including Clark Gable and Charles Bronson. They trained there with Bugs Bunny as the mascot. After 1964, Bugs kind of took a little break from starring in Warner Bros. cartoons. He did not appear in new material on screen again until Bugs and Daffy's Carnival of the Animals aired in 1976. So you had this kind of 12-year gap where just no real new Bugs Bunny content came out. He did have a few cameos during this time, but after that, it was just Bugs Bunny forever. 
okay? He was featured in various animated specials for network television, such as Bugs Bunny's Thanksgiving Diet, Bugs Bunny's Easter Special, Bugs Bunny's Looney Christmas Tales. In the 1988 live-action slash animated comedy Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Bugs Bunny's there. He's one of the inhabitants of Toontown. But since the film was produced by Disney, Warner Bros. would only allow the use of Bugs Bunny if he got an equal amount of screen time as Mickey Mouse. So because of this, both Mickey Mouse and Bugs Bunny are always together in frame when on screen. Which is so funny. And Roger Rabbit was also one of the final productions in which Mel Blanc voiced Bugs before Mel Blanc's death in 1989. And Mel Blanc, famous voice actor, specifically famous Looney Tunes voice actor. He was Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck, as well as many others. Bugs returned to the silver screen in Box Office Bunny in 1991, and this was the first Bugs Bunny cartoon since 1964 to be released in theaters, so 27 year gap. And Box Office Bunny was created for Bugs' 50th anniversary celebration. A few years later, in 1996, Bugs, as well as other Looney Tune characters, appeared in the live-action-slash-animated film Space Jam with Michael Jordan. And I'm not a huge fan of Space Jam. I watched it recently. I didn't think it was super great, but this film introduced the character Lola Bunny, who became Bugs' kind of new love interest. And Lola Bunny is very fun. I really like her, so... You know, I'm glad that she was introduced, not a fan of Space Jam, but that's nice. And then the success of Space Jam led to the development of another live action slash animated film, Looney Tunes Back in Action in 2003. And this movie is so good! Back in action so good! It's just like Brendan Fraser palling around with Bugs Bunny. What is not to like? And I, I just think that movie's so much better than Space Jam, even though Space Jam was a box office success and Back in Action was a box office bomb, I think Back in Action is vastly superior. But watch them both, form your own opinion, and come back and tell me I'm right. In 1997, Bugs appeared on a US postage stamp, and he was the first cartoon character to appear on a US postage stamp. That's right, he beat out Mickey Mouse. <laughs> Suck it, Mickey. The stamp is number seven on the list of the 10 most popular US stamps, as calculated by the number of stamps purchased, but not used. So people loved this stamp, and what's not to love, it's Bugs Bunny in stamp form. In more recent years, you know, the 21st century, he appeared in Baby Looney Tunes, which I remember watching. In 2011, he appeared in The Looney Tunes Show on Cartoon Network, and I actually really liked this one. I thought it was very funny. And one of the things I really like about that show is Kristen Wiig voices Lola Bunny, and she's so funny. She makes Lola kind of unhinged, which is... Which is amazing. Much more recently, this very year, 2022, a new preschool animated series titled Bugs Bunny Builders aired on HBO Max. I have not seen that one because I'm not in preschool, but I might take a peek. Also, last year in 2021, the Space Jam sequel came out. I also have not seen this one because I wasn't a huge fan of the first one, but I might get to it eventually. I heard it is bad, but that's okay. 
But one of the reasons that I'm doing Bugs Bunny now, he was recommended to me like three or four months ago. But the reason I'm doing him now is because I just saw him in that new video game Multiverses, which has a bunch of Warner Bros. properties and kind of a Super Smash Bros. style brawling game. I haven't really played it yet, but I downloaded it and I'm sure I'll get to it eventually. But Bugs Bunny's there. You can team up with Batman as Bugs Bunny and fight Steven Universe and Arya Stark. That's fun. But yeah, that's that's essentially Bugs Bunny. He's just this chill, wisecracking rabbit who likes to outsmart the people who would annoy him. And I really like that. So now that we know a bit about Bugs Bunny's background, let's get into background. Let's pick a background for him. This one's a little difficult because he's a he's a cartoon character and it's not like there's a cohesive plot in all of his cartoons. He just appears in one thing and then appears in another thing, each with their own separate stories. So let's just pick the one that we think works best for him. So the first one that catches my eye is Folk Hero, because I would call Bugs Bunny something of a folk hero, right? I think I might go with that. I like that for him. Okay, so as a folk hero, he's going to gain skill proficiencies in animal handling and survival. And I think that makes a lot of sense because most of the people he interacts with are animals and survival because he's survived being hunted a lot of times. Elmer Fudd and Yosemite Sam and whomever else that comes after him. They just, you can't get bugs. You can't do it. He's also going to get tool proficiencies in one type of artisan's tools and land vehicles. So Bugs Bunny can drive a car, which I do think canonically he can do. So I'm okay with that. Now let's see artisan's tools. Let's pick one of those for him. What kind of art do we think Bugs Bunny would like? How about painter's tools or maybe calligrapher supplies? I feel like Bugs Bunny could get into calligraphy. Yeah, okay. Calligrapher supplies for Bugs Bunny. Love it. So now that we have background folk hero, we can pick a race. So for race, this one's going to be nice and simple. He's a he's a little rabbit. So I'm going to make him a rabbit person, a Herringon. And Herringon is one of my favorite classes to come out recently from Wild Beyond the Witchlight. I just really like its abilities. So he's going to get a plus two to one stat and a plus one to another. So we can pick that out once we roll for his stats and see what he's lacking in or what we want to increase. But for his racial traits, he's going to gain hair trigger. So now he can add his proficiency bonus to his initiative rolls. And I really like this for Bugs because he often can get the drop on people. He can often trick them and move ahead of them. And I think this makes a lot of sense for him. From Leperine Senses, he's going to gain proficiency in the perception skill. Very useful. Lucky footwork means whenever Bugs fails a dexterity saving throw, he can use his reaction to roll a d4 and add it to the save. Now he can't use this reaction if he's prone or his speed is zero. The last ability he gets is called Rabbit Hop. So as a bonus action, Bugs can jump a number of feet equal to five times his proficiency bonus without provoking opportunity attacks. He can use this trait only if his speed is greater than zero, and he can use it a number of times equal to his proficiency bonus per long rest. So I think it makes sense for Bugs Bunny, a bunny, to be able to jump high. For languages, he's going to gain common and one other of his choice. So let's do common. And I feel like he would speak a really weird one too. How about deep speech? I don't know if I've ever given a character language proficiency in deep speech, so let's go for it. Deep speech, that's a language for like beholders and mind flayers, like aboliths. 
Perfect. Okay. So now that we have his background folk hero and his race Herringon, we can roll for stats. So that's when you take a d6, a six-sided die, and roll it four times, drop the lowest number, and add up the remaining three to get one of his six ability scores. So we're going to do that now. Okay, so I rolled for bugs, and he did pretty damn well. Okay. He got 14, 14, 8, 9, 14, and 18. Ooh, the highest you can get. Okay, so now we are going to slot those numbers where we think they should go. So what do we think Bugs' highest stat is? I'm gonna go with... Ooh, this is actually hard, because at first I was thinking dexterity, but now I'm looking at intelligence, wisdom, or charisma, because I think those were also all very high. Um, wow, this is tough. Okay, now I, I don't think it should be dexterity. I think it should be intelligence, wisdom, or charisma. I'm trying to think of all the Bugs Bunny I've seen. I think I think it might be intelligence. Or no. Ah, this is hard, because like the only classes that use intelligence would be never mind. Okay. 18 intelligence. <laughs> Gonna slot that in there. That is a plus four modifier. Next highest, we have three 14s. So I'm going to do 14 Dexterity, 14 Wisdom, and 14 Charisma. And those are all plus two modifiers. Next, we have an eight and a nine. I'm gonna put the eight into Strength and a nine into Constitution. So those are both negative ones, but I hate having a negative in Constitution because that's what determines your hit points. So this means every level, he would get negative one hit points in addition to whatever he rolled with his hit die. That sucks. Fortunately, he has a plus two and a plus one that we can slot in wherever we need it. So I'm going to put that plus one into Constitution to bump that up to a 10, which is a plus zero modifier. Now, it's not great. I do generally like to have a positive in Constitution, but I don't see Bugs as having a ton of Constitution. I see him as being hard to hit in the first place. So I'm going to put that plus two into dexterity, bumping it up from a 14 to a 16 or a plus three modifier. Ooh, these stats are good. Okay, so his starting stats are eight strength, 16 dexterity, 10 constitution, 18 intelligence, 14 wisdom, and 14 charisma. This is awesome. I love when characters roll well because it gives us a lot more flexibility in what we can do. So now we can pick his first class. We are going to start in Rogue. So as a Rogue, he's going to gain proficiency in light armor. In simple weapons, hand crossbows, long swords, rapiers, and short swords. In thieves tools. And in dexterity and intelligence saving throws. So I think thieves tools is fun for him. And dexterity and intelligence saving throws I also think makes sense for him. He's also going to gain proficiency in four from the following skills. Acrobatics, athletics, deception, insight, intimidation, investigation, perception, performance, persuasion, sleight of hand, and stealth. So a lot of options there. I think just looking at this, I'm thinking acrobatics, deception, performance, and stealth. Right, does that make sense? Acrobatics, deception, performance, and stealth. I like that. I think that works. 
Okay, now as a first level rogue, he is going to gain expertise. So he's going to choose two of his skill proficiencies and double the proficiency bonus for that skill. So let's pick two that he's proficient in. He's proficient in a lot. <sighs> Deception and performance are standing out to me. I think I'm going to do that. So boom, expertise in deception and performance. He's also going to gain sneak attack. So now once per turn, bugs can deal an extra 1d6 damage to one creature he hits with an attack if he has advantage on the attack roll or if another enemy of the target is within five feet of it. So that's pretty cool. It has to use a finesse or a ranged weapon. So Bugs Bunny with a nice fencing rapier. I can imagine that. The last thing he's going to gain as a first level rogue is Thieves Cant. So now Bugs knows a secret mix of dialect, jargon, and code that allows him to hide messages in seemingly normal conversation. And what's cool about this is that only another creature that knows Thieves Cant can understand such messages. So that's very fun. I feel like Bugs is such a fast talker that only other intelligent people can kind of understand the hidden meanings and innuendo that he is trying to get across. You know, for, for the dumber people, like Elmer Fudd usually goes right over his head. Second level in Rogue, he's going to gain Cunning Action. So now, as a bonus action on each of Bugs' turns, he can take the Dash, Disengage, or Hide Action which is very useful when it's rabbit hunting season or just when he's trying to hide from Daffy. He's tired of Daffy's antics, wants to get away. Third level in Rogue, he's going to gain his roguish archetype or his rogue subclass. And we are going to go with Arcane Trickster. So earlier when I was saying I didn't want to do intelligence and then changed my mind, it's because I remembered that arcane tricksters use intelligence. So now as an arcane trickster, he's going to gain spellcasting. Bugs Bunny's a witch. Such fun. He's going to learn three cantrips, mage hand, and two other cantrips of his choice from the wizard spell list. So why I really like this is because he is a trickster. It's Bugs Bunny, of course he's a trickster. Intelligence is going to be his spell casting ability for all of his arcane trickster spells. So his spell save DC, or what a target has to equal or beat in order to resist the effects of Bugs' spells, is eight plus his proficiency bonus plus his intelligence modifier. Proficiency bonus at third level is still plus two, so eight plus two plus four for a spell save DC of 14, which is fairly good for an arcane trickster at third level. His spell attack modifier is just his proficiency bonus plus his intelligence, or a plus six. Also at third level, he's going to gain Mage Hand Ledger Domain. So starting at third level, when he casts Mage Hand, he can make that spectral hand that he creates invisible. And he can perform the following additional tasks with it. He can stow one object the hand is holding in a container worn or carried by another creature. He can retrieve an object in a container worn or carried by another creature. And he can use thieves tools to pick locks and disarm traps at range. He can perform these tasks without being noticed by a creature if he succeeds on a sleight of hand check contested by the creature's perception check. Now his sleight of hand is only plus three, but I just think it's fun that he has this magical invisible hand that he can move around and do tricky things with. Additionally, instead of using his action to control the hand, he can use the bonus action granted by his cunning action ability to control the hand. 
That's pretty fun. So he can do normal stuff for his action, and then bonus action, have an invisible hand play a prank on someone. Now for fourth level, we are going to multi-class and become a first level bard. So multi-classing into bard is going to give him proficiency in one skill of his choice and one musical instrument of his choice. So I say we give him proficiency in sleight of hand, just so he can make that mage hand a little more useful there. And also a musical instrument, well, Bugs Bunny can play the piano. So we are going to give him proficiency in piano playing. Gorgeous. Okay, Bugs, I see you. So as a first level bard, he's going to gain spellcasting because bards are also spellcasters. But for them, charisma is the spellcasting ability that Bugs is going to use. His charisma is much lower than his intelligence. So his spell save DC for his bard spells is going to be 12 which isn't great, and his spell attack modifier for his bard spell is going to be plus four. Also, not great, but that's okay. I'm mostly going into bard for those proficiencies and for access to healing spells, which I think is just very useful to have. But he is also going to gain bardic inspiration. So now he can just inspire others. So he can use a bonus action on his turn and give a creature one bardic inspiration die, which is a d6. And that creature can roll that bardic inspiration and add the number rolled to one ability check, attack roll, or saving throw that it makes. And Bugs can use that feature a number of times equal to his charisma modifier, which is twice. And he's going to regain any expended uses when he finishes a long rest. Next, I think we are going to multi-class again for fifth level, and we are going to take one level in Ranger. So multi-classing into Ranger gives him proficiency in medium armor, shields, martial weapons, and one skill from the class's skill list. So that is animal handling, athletics, insight, investigation, nature, perception, stealth, and survival. Well, let's see, he already has animal handling, perception, stealth, and survival. So let's do insight, right? I feel like Bugs is fairly insightful. I think he, he really needs that insight in order to perform his devastating zingers. <laughs> Am I right? I know I am, you don't have to answer. So now as a first level ranger, he's going to gain a favored enemy. And most of the time I make the favored enemy humanoids and I'm going to do that again right now, just because Yosemite Sam and Elmer Fudd are people. Although Daffy Duck is, mm, I'd say they're more rivals than enemies. I think the actual people trying to kill him would be enemies. Okay, so yes, humanoids. So now Bugs is going to gain plus two to damage rolls against humanoids, and he's going to have advantage on survival checks to track them, as well as on intelligence checks to recall information about them. So that's fun. The huntee has become the hunter. He's also going to learn another language, usually one spoken by humanoids. So let's see, he's got common, deep speech, and let's do... under common. Because Bugs is, Bugs is always in, you know, his burrows and his holes. He's tunneled all over the world. I'm sure he can speak under common. Awesome, awesome. He's also going to get Natural Explorer, which I think makes a lot of sense for Bugs. He's going to ignore difficult terrain. He's going to have advantage on initiative rolls. And on his first turn of combat, he's going to have advantage on attack rolls against enemies who have not taken their turn yet. So that's awesome, because remember, he adds his proficiency to his initiative rolls. 
So proficiency bonus just went up at this fifth level. So that is a plus three. His dexterity is plus three. So he has plus six to his initiative rolls and advantage on them. He's going to be going ahead of people more often than not. And now he's going to have advantage on attack rolls against them his first turn in combat. And remember, when he has advantage, he can use his sneak attack from being a rogue. So he's going to be able to do a ton of damage on the first turn. Next, I think we are going to go second level in Ranger, sixth overall, and he's going to gain a fighting style. So for his fighting style, I think we're going to go with Tunnel Fighter because he's a rabbit. He's in tunnels. So he now excels at defending narrow passages. So as a bonus action, he can enter a defensive stance that lasts until the start of his next turn. And while he's in a defensive stance, he can make opportunity attacks without using his reaction. And he can use his reaction to make a melee attack against a creature that moves more than five feet while within his reach. So that is very cool. He can just squat down. If someone tries to get past him, he can use his reaction to attack them. If someone tries to run away, he gets a free opportunity attack against them because it doesn't use his reaction. That's very useful for defending his burrow. As a second level ranger, he's gonna gain spellcasting. Again! So rangers this time use wisdom as their spellcasting ability modifier. So his spell save DC for all of his ranger spells is going to be eight plus proficiency plus wisdom modifier. And spell attack bonus is going to be proficiency plus wisdom modifier. So, boom, he uses intelligence for his rogue spells, charisma for his bard spells, and wisdom for his ranger spells. Very varied, very complicated to keep track of, but I think Bugs Bunny can do it. So now for 7th level, I think we are going to go 3rd level in ranger and pick a ranger subclass, his ranger archetype. So what do we think makes sense for him? Let's see, should we make him more of like an assassin or just a regular hunter? I think we're going to do hunters because I do like the idea of Bugs Bunny becoming the hunter. He's fed up with all of this talk of rabbit season and hunters coming to try to shoot him. And I think he's going to try to murder the hunters. That's fun for me. That's fun to imagine. So in the hunter conclave, he's going to gain hunter's prey. So we can pick one of the following features of his choice, Colossus Slayer, Giant Killer, or Horde Breaker. And I think we are going to do, let's see, Colossus Slayer. So now when Bugs hits a creature with a weapon attack, the creature takes an extra 1d8 damage if it's below its hit point maximum. And he can deal this extra damage only once per turn. But I think an extra 1d8 of damage is really useful because he can just do that every turn. Now I think we are going to go fourth level in Ranger, that is eighth overall. He's going to gain an ability score improvement, finally. So he can increase one ability score of his choice by two, or two ability scores of his choice by one. And I think we are going to bump that dexterity from a 16 to an 18. So that is now a plus four modifier. Next, ooh, let's see, what do I wanna do? Do I wanna go fifth level in Ranger? I think I do. I think I do. We are going to go 5th level in Ranger, ninth overall, so he can gain extra attack. So now he can attack twice instead of once whenever he takes the attack action on his turn. And I think that's super useful, because now he can attack 
use a bonus action to hide, and then attack again to gain sneak attack, or something like that. He has so many things he can do now, he's very versatile, which makes a lot of sense for Bugs, because he seems to be able to do whatever is required of him in a situation. You know what I mean? Okay, so now we are going to, I think, go back to Rogue. So a fourth level Rogue, 10th level overall, he's going to gain an ability score improvement. Let's maximize his dexterity. So let's take that 18 and push it to a 20, a plus five modifier now. Next, we are going to go 5th level in Rogue, 11th overall. He's going to gain Uncanny Dodge. So now, when the attacker that he can see hits him with an attack, he can use his reaction to just have the attack's damage against him. Very useful. Let's do 6th level in Rogue, that is 12th overall. He's going to gain Expertise again. So now he can pick another 2 skill proficiencies and double his proficiency bonus in those. So let's see, he already has expertise in deception and performance, but if he's kind of this hunter creature, let's do stealth and, and survival, because survival will help him track his prey. Boom. Oh, gorgeous. I love this Bugs Bunny. So strong and deadly, but also very humorous. Next, we are going to go 7th level in Rogue, that is 13th overall. He's going to gain evasion. One of my favorite abilities. It's so cool. So now, when Bugs is subjected to an effect that allows him to make a dexterity saving throw to take only half damage, like from the fireball spell or lightning bolt spell, he's instead going to take no damage if he succeeds on the saving throw, or only half damage if he fails. That's right. Even if Bugs Bunny fails a dexterity saving throw, he's still only going to take half damage. And what are the chances he's going to fail? I mean, look at those stats. At the moment, he has a plus 10 to dexterity saving throws. And if he fails, he can use his Heron Gun ability and then use his reaction to add a d4 to that. So his dexterity saving throw is plus 10 and potentially a d4. He's so good. So swift. So good at evading things. Let's do... 8th level in Rogue, 14th overall, another ability score improvement, and for this we are going to pick a feat. Now, for this build, I think we are going to give Alert, because I, I really like Alert. So now Bugs can't be surprised while he's conscious, okay? He can just be like, hanging out, and as long as he's awake, no one can sneak up on him. Very useful when trying to run from hunters. He's also going to gain a plus five bonus to initiative, which means because of his Harringen race that adds proficiency to initiative, he has plus 15 and advantage to his initiative rolls. How wild is that? Oh, it's so cool. Oh, he's always going to get the jump on people. Additionally... If a creature is hidden or even invisible, they aren't going to gain advantage on attack rolls against bugs as a result of him not being able to see them. That's so cool. He's just so alert. He's got those big ears swiveling around to pick up the slightest sounds that they're making. His cute little bunny nose twitching. Ugh. Ugh. Bugs. I love it. Okay, let's do ninth level in Rogue. 15th level overall, he's going to gain another roguish archetype ability from the Arcane Trickster subclass. And that is called Magical Ambush. And I really like this for him. 
So now, if Bugs is hidden from a creature when he casts a spell on them, the creature is going to have disadvantage on any saving throw it makes against the spell. So remember, Bugs doesn't just have arcane trickster spells, he also has some ranger spells and some bard spells. Like, he can cast Charm Person. And as long as he's hidden, the creature's going to have disadvantage to resist being charmed. Oh, that's so fun. And Bugs is great at hiding because he has an incredible stealth score. A stealth score of 15. Amazing. Now, let's see. Let's do 10th level in Rogue, 16th overall. He's going to gain another ability score improvement. I forget that rogues get so many ability score improvements. So let's pick another feat. Why not? For this one, I think we are going to do... Ooh, you know what we're going to do? I think we're going to give Bugs Bunny guns. Yeah, I think, I think we're going to give him guns. I think we're going to give him the gunner feat. So now we can increase his dexterity score by one. But his dexterity is already maxed out, so I'm just going to put that into charisma. So his charisma is bumped up from a 14 to a 15, which doesn't affect the modifier, so it's still a plus two. And now he gains proficiency in firearms, and he ignores the loading property of firearms. So I'm going to be honest, I don't really use guns much in my game, so I'm not entirely sure what the loading property of firearms is. I think it's just once you use the amount of bullets that it contains, you have to use an attack or an action to reload it. So maybe this means he doesn't have to use an attack or action to reload it. I don't know. Anyway, he's also going to gain the ability that being within five feet of a hostile creature doesn't impose disadvantage on his ranged attack rolls. So that's so cool. So he can be right next to someone, sneak up right behind them and be like, what's up, doc? And then shoot him and not gain disadvantage, which is awesome because if he has disadvantage, he can't get his sneak attack damage. Now we are going to go 11th level in Rogue, 17th overall, and he's going to gain the ability Reliable Talent. So now whenever Bugs makes an ability check that lets him add his proficiency bonus, he can treat a d20 roll of 9 or lower as a 10. In any skill he's proficient in. Well, he's proficient in 9 skills. So that's going to be really helpful. That's going to be really helpful. He has a plus 17 to stealth. So unless he gets a nat 1, the lowest he can get on a stealth roll is 27. How amazing is that? How cool is that? That's such an awesome ability. Okay, so let's see. We're 18th level. Should I go another one in rogue? I think I'm going to go another one in Rogue. 12th level in Rogue, that is 18th overall. He's going to gain another ability score improvement. Haha, <laughs> well, let's give him another feat. Let's see. So we made him really alert and we gave him guns. What should we do for him now? How about sharpshooter, maybe? Make him better with his guns. I think we are going to do Sharpshooter, because if you have a ranged fighter, Sharpshooter is pretty much a must. So now that we gave him ranged weapons, let's frickin' do it. So with Sharpshooter, attacking at long range doesn't impose disadvantage on his ranged weapon attack rolls. So weapons have a range, 
a minimum distance and a maximum distance, and if it's below or beyond that, you fire with disadvantage. But with his gunner feet, that allowed him to not have disadvantage if they're near him. And with sharpshooter, now he doesn't have disadvantage if they're too far away. Additionally, his ranged weapon attacks are going to ignore half cover and three quarters cover. So if there's just a little bit of them sticking out, he can, he can fire away at them. Also, before he makes an attack with a ranged weapon that he's proficient with, he can choose to take a minus 5 penalty to the attack roll, and if the attack hits, he's going to add plus 10 to the attack's damage. That is so cool! So he has maxed out dexterity, plus 6 proficiency bonus, so he has plus 11 to his attack rolls that he makes with his guns. So if he takes a minus 5 penalty, he's still going to have a plus 6 to that attack roll. That's not bad, especially because he can give himself advantage potentially every turn. So that is very cool. He's going to be able to do just an extra 10 damage whenever he attacks, if he actually makes the attack, which he's probably going to. It's Bugs Bunny. He's not exactly known for failing. Okay, so now let's do 13th level in Rogue. That is 19th overall, he is going to gain a roguish archetype feature from the Arcane Trickster subclass, and that is called Versatile Trickster. So now he can distract targets with his invisible mage hand. As a bonus action on his turn, he can designate a creature within 5 feet of the spectral hand created by the spell mage hand, and doing so is going to give him advantage on attack rolls against that creature until the end of the turn. Notice it says attack rolls plural. So you can use a bonus action, gain advantage, use sharpshooter to take a minus five penalty to both of his gun attacks, and just fire twice with advantage. That's so much damage. I love that for him. Bugs, I love it. Oof, rootin' tootin' Bugs Bunny. Boy howdy. Okay, anyway, 20th level, the final level. Let's do... I actually don't know if I want to give him the 14th level ability in Rogue, because it's not great. So instead, let's go back into Ranger and make him a 6th level Ranger. So now, as a 6th level Ranger, he gains Greater Favored Enemy. So he's going to choose a type of Greater Favored Enemy, Aberrations, Celestials, Constructs, Dragons, Elementals, Fiends, or Giants. And I think we are going to do Dragon, because in the 1958 film Nighty Night Bugs, with K-N-I-G-H-T-Y, K-N-I-G-H-T, get it? Nighty Night. Anyway, a medieval Bugs Bunny fights Yosemite Sam and Yosemite Sam's Dragon. And this actually won him an Academy Award for Best Cartoon Short Subject, which is the only Bugs Bunny cartoon to win said award. So I think it would be fun if his greater favorite enemy is dragons. So he's going to have advantage on survival checks to track them, intelligence checks to recall information about them. But also, he's going to gain another language, and let's do Draconic. And now, his bonus to damage rolls against all of his favorite enemies, so humanoids and dragons, is going to increase to plus four. That's awesome. It was plus two, now it's plus four. Additionally, listen to this, Bugs is going to have advantage on saving throws against spells and abilities used by greater favorite enemies. So he's going to have advantage on saving throws against spells and abilities used by dragons. That's awesome, because dragons have a bunch of abilities that force their enemies to make saving throws. 
Bugs gonna have advantage. Beautiful, Bugs Bunny Dragon Hunter. Oh, I love that, that's so fun. Okay, so that's freaking Bugs Bunny. We did it, look at that. So Bugs Bunny, the Warner Bros mascot, background, folk hero, race, Herringon. He is a level 13 arcane trickster rogue, a level one bard, and a level six hunter conclave ranger. His ending stats are eight strength, 20 dexterity, 10 constitution, 18 intelligence, 14 wisdom, and 15 charisma. For skills, he has plus 11 to acrobatics, plus 8 to animal handling, plus 14 to deception, plus 8 to insight, plus 8 to perception, plus 14 to performance, plus 11 to sleight of hand, plus 17 to stealth, and plus 14 to survival. For saving throws, he has plus 11 to his dexterity saving throws and plus 10 to his intelligence saving throws. For languages, he knows common, deep speech, thieves can't, undercommon, and draconic. Tool proficiencies, he has land vehicles, calligrapher supplies, thieves tools, and the piano. And for feats, we have alert, gunner, and sharpshooter. So my image for bugs you know, Yosemite Sam and his dragon have just been terrorizing Bugs' forest for days now, and Bugs is fed up. Especially when Elmer Fudd finds Bugs' rabbit hole and tries to dive in and kill Bugs. Well, Bugs, with his tunnel fighter fighting style, makes quick work of Elmer Fudd and steals his guns. Then he bursts out of his rabbit hole and finds Yosemite Sam and his dragon ally. Because both Yosemite Sam, a humanoid, and his dragon, a dragon, are Bugs' favorite enemies, so he has advantage on survival checks to track them, and he has a plus 14 to survival. So he's gonna find them really easily. He's gonna, you know, freaking climb a mountain to get to the dragon's lair. He and Yosemite Sam are just lounging, laughing about all the murder and mayhem they have caused, while Bugs sneaks in, nice and easy, with his plus 17 stealth, they are none the wiser. Just, you know, just to get ready for battle, he summons his mage hand, but he doesn't even need it. He gets a surprise on them, blasts out at Yosemite Sam. He's gonna have advantage on the first attack as he was hidden, so he takes a minus five to do plus 10 damage. He's gonna have advantage. So if he hits, which, I mean, come on, he's going to, he's going to deal, well, actually, how much do guns do? I think a pistol's 1d10. So 1d10 plus 15, plus 4 because he's a favorite enemy. So 1d10 plus 19, plus his sneak attack is 7d6. Okay, so if he hits with his second pistol and takes that minus 5 and does plus 10, it's going to be 2d10 plus 38, plus 7d6. So that's, what, 73 damage? That might even take out Yosemite Sam. Just bam-bam. The dragon, now realizing what has happened, gets into position to attack Bugs. And Bugs rolls initiative. And remember, he has plus 16 to his initiative rolls and advantage. I'm actually, I'm actually going to roll two d20s and see what he would get. 
Okay, well, that's a nat 20. So that's a 36 initiative roll. So he's going to go before the dragon. And because of his ranger ability on the first turn of combat, anyone who hasn't acted yet, Bugs is going to gain advantage on those attack rolls. So another two attacks with advantage, more sneak attack damage. He's, he's just blasting them off. Now, that might not be enough to fell a dragon. So the dragon just rears back and lets out this breath of this blazing inferno trying to roast Bugs Bunny alive. Well, dragons are Bugs Bunny's favorite enemy. He has advantage on that saving throw and plus 11 to dexterity saving throws. So chances are he's going to succeed. And even if he fails, he can use his Harrington ability to add a d4. So I'm going to say Bugs Bunny succeeds. And with the evasion ability from being a rogue, he's going to take no damage. So it's going to be kind of a comic view where the dragon lets out a blast of fire. You see the area Bugs Bunny standing in just a massive blaze now. And as the fire fades, you see Bugs Bunny just standing there completely unharmed because he took zero damage. Now it's Bugs Bunny's turn again. He's not going to have that same advantage this time. Whatever can he do? Well, remember... He summoned his mage hand before he even went into combat. So he's going to use his arcane trickster ability, versatile trickster, to use his bonus action to give himself advantage against attack rolls against the dragon once more, doing that same boatload of damage a second time. And he can just do that damage every round. Because even though he takes a minus 5 to the attack roll to do that plus 10 damage, he still has advantage. Oh, this is such a fun build. Oh, Bugs Bunny, you're so cool. So, defeating the evil dragon, he comes out to all of the woodland creatures applauding their legendary folk hero, Bugs Bunny. And all is right with the world. So there you have it. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Fantasize Me. You can follow me on Twitter at FantasizeMePod and email in character suggestions to FantasizeMePod at gmail.com. This was an email suggestion, so email those in. Again, that email is fantasizemepod at gmail.com. I love to hear from you. Over on my Ko-fi, ko-fi.com slash fantasizeme, you can check out my commissions there, and I can make you custom stat blocks for monsters, for PCs, NPCs, whatever you need. And then the lovely at DMS Creations on Twitter will create digital art to go along with whatever I invent for you. Also, all proceeds of those commissions will go to the Ukraine Crisis Relief Fund because they are still at war and a lot of news outlets seem to have forgotten that. So please check that out. Kofi.com slash fantasize me. The commission's there. Proceeds go to the Ukraine Crisis Relief Fund. Remember to rate five stars if you want and tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell your friends' enemies. Thank you so much for listening and we'll do this again next week. Bye.